Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everybody get now live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show with your boy Al. And it's Kevin. This is Man, how's everybody doing? Good. Good. It's been a hard week, though. It's a lot that has happened this week. It's 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 just been a hard week. It's just another reminder that 2020 keeps on whooping our butt. Man, like, I was so, probably since Wednesday, maybe Thursday, like, I, I've, I've just been feeling some type of way. I've just been out of it, man. I've just been, um, man, it seems like a lot of weight is on, like, our shoulders, man. And it's, uh, it's just so much going on, man. Like, I hate to turn on the television or go on to Facebook or any of my news apps just to see what is going on because I know what's going on and I'm tired of seeing it. You know, I'm so tired. Me too. You know, Michelle Obama was like that she is physically exhausted and suffers like from like PTSD and depression from like everything that's been happening. And I feel that way too. I'm scared to watch the news. I'm exhausted by like you said, every time you turn on, it's a death or it's some kind of injustice yes. or some crazy person making some crazy statement. Um, it's, it's exhausting. And I just, I, I think the hardest for me this week was Chad, Chadwick Bozeman. I, I sat yes. up in my bed mm-hmm. in complete disbelief. That one hurt. It hurt a lot. <sighs> me too. Um, you know, Friday, you know, I was just so tired. Like, I went to bed probably around, like, 8 o'clock or whatever, and I did not get the news of his death until Saturday morning when I woke up. And so that just threw my day Saturday. Like, my wife and I, like, we were just so hurt, man. Like, it's it's just so much, Jen. Like, you know, like, we was having this conversation outside as well about – um you know, people in general, the human race in general, and it seems like 
a lot of the historical things in which we know uh, dealt with race issues. And why was that? Like, why are things so predicated on what a person looks like, their skin color, and people don't like each other because of that? But we all eat. I think we all need the sun. We all use the bathroom. We all need love. Yeah. I think our generation, the people that are our age, Al, we're one of the first fully, well, uh, of our, our generation, I think maybe a tiny bit um, older than us, are the first generation mm-hmm. post, um, you know, having all of our civil rights. So a lot of us are first generation full civil rights you know, African-Americans in this country. And we're the first to fully go to a fully integrated, no transition type of schooling um, and really grow up in a diverse area, especially being in the South. Because I think, you know, if you grew up somewhere else, you might have been integrated a little bit earlier. And I think we became complacent and comfortable that, you know, a lot of it that we still had a lot of older people or backwood people, but a lot of that had passed. And this year Mm -hmm. has been a, it's not even this year, since Trump has been in office, I think it's been a stark reminder that that has just been sitting, that feeling, those people, that that unrest of racism and hatred has just been uh, sitting at the underbelly of our country, waiting to bubble up. And and I think mm-hmm. that we were caught off guard because a lot of us like I have diverse like my very best friend is a white girl not just like a cool like not a hood white girl I'm talking about a security board <laughs> white girl <laughs> like yeah. you know we grew yeah. up like and we grew up with you know a diverse you know set of friends and I think it was it's easy to forget that all of this is happening not forget but like to be to to compartmentalize it and to say, oh, that's just those people over there. And it's just more people than I think we thought. I agree. And and I think the the biggest standpoint of that, you know, is the lack of empathy, right? The understanding of another person's feelings or trying to put yourself in that person's shoes. And so uh, when we hear things like that and see things like that, like, you know, we all feel it. We all feel something. Um, you know, even you know, with people who have experienced a natural disaster, like we all feel that. Like, man, like, what if that happened to us? And so, when we see things like this, like we have to speak out. We have to say something that is, you know, to say what's right and what's wrong. Like a lot of the things, like you said, Jen, it's been coming to a head. It was about to burst, and. The last, I guess you would say, five five to seven years. It's been coming. It's been coming. It's been building up and building up and building up. And now we're seeing, you know, people feeling as, as if they can do and get away with whatever. And and I and I one thing that I, I I hate is like a lot of people, especially on the left, and I know we're bouncing around here, we're gonna get on topic in a second, but I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people on the left in particular, um, are are so used to saying, We're not like the people on the right or we're not like the races right. and we're gonna be the bigger person and I think that serves us an injustice. Um, the niceness. Mm-hmm. We need to get down and dirty, and because we are in the fight for our lives um, this November, More and we are in the fight for our lives 
to change and reclaim our country and to get back to some sense of normalcy. Um, for example, yes. did you catch the, the RNC? Did you watch it? Yes, I definitely watched a few uh, a few speakers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I, I like to give credit when credit is due. So I watched both. I watched okay. the DNC and I mm-hmm. watched RNC, the RNC. The RNC, Trump, for whatever he is, he's a showman. He put on a better show than the Democrats. He did. It was a wonderful production. I don't know who the Democrats got, who was their producer. The lighting was awful. The production was awful. But Trump, I was like, if I wasn't a person who read a lot and kept up with what's going on, I would be inclined to be persuaded by him and some of the things that he was saying. Um, which hmm. was amazing to me how I am very scared that the Democrats are going to give this one away. And, you know, we've been talking about this. You know, we've been – it's been building up. And, of course, we've seen, you know, several different, you know, articles and arguments about um, the support of the Democratic Party and people potentially voting another way. Uh, but we also seen from the from the Republican side that they are some of their um, constituents are voting Democratic, and so I mean it's coming from both sides. In. Now I don't know what the percentages are as far as you know if there's more or less, but it's there. But um, we definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show today. Um, the phone lines are open, uh, 516-387-1542. If you would like to get in on the conversation we are having today, uh, we definitely want to have an open discussion on this week's hot topic. Um, it has been another emotional week across America. Um, our country is still at risk, at unrest, excuse me, due to the continued lack of empathy, injustices, continued police brutality, the fight for civil liberties, death, and more. Um, we definitely would like to, you know, discuss the incident with uh, Jacob Blake and the handling of the Kenosha Police Department and the mayor. Um, also, um, we definitely want to, you know, know your thoughts on the Republican National uh, Convention this week, if there are any. Definitely want to point out that the... Um, the officers involved with the killing of Breonna Taylor has still not have been arrested yet. Um, we definitely want to get into that discussion as well. We also want to talk about school closing, universities, and COVID-19. Um, there has been a lot of college campuses with an increase of COVID and students contracting COVID, positive tests for covid and so we definitely want to get into all those discussions today. Um, rest in peace to all the ones we lost this week. Um, like I said, it's been it's been a rough week. It's been a rough week, but we're going to get through it. We're going to form some positivity. And um, I guess, Jim, man, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about the incident with Jacob Jacob Blake. Um, luckily, this man is still alive. Um, yes, thank God. He will live a different lifestyle now. His lifestyle will be different. His children's lifestyle will be different. Some of the things in which he envisioned himself doing with his children, he may 
not be able to do the original way now because he is paralyzed currently. But That's the effect the whole, the, that his yeah that his children are experiencing right now, his loved ones are experiencing right now. The people that saw the incident that happened. Like this is uh, it hurts. You, you know what gets it me? Hurts. It hurts, but this is not a new story in America. From it's not. you know, from the Panthers, from you know, way back from slavery. You know, they they've been doing this. But what what angers me is that we continue to allow them to change the narrative every time, yes. and it's like yes. the narrative has left from this man who. You know, I don't care what he did. I don't care what he did in his past, his record. This is America. This is not a third world country. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And you don't have a right Mm. to shoot someone in the back seven times who has not posed a threat, who is unarmed at the moment. they, They don't have a right to do that. And somehow the narrative has been colored and changed where because he has a criminal past or he has a court date for something coming up. Now we get to, they want to justify his inhumane treatment and take away his mm-hmm. constitutional rights as every mm-hmm. American citizen has. You don't mm-hmm. get to mm-hmm. treat Americans that way just because he's accused of a crime. And so you have a right to kill him now or lessen his life or where he grew up or how he lived or his economic status or his skin color. That is correct. How mm-hmm. the police have now been giving this okay to give out the capital punishment, the death penalty for anything is crazy to me. How are we giving them the right to issue the death penalty when that is left up in our land and our constitution for mm. a jury and a judge? How, how do we let because them change if- that narrative? <sighs> Because we didn't go out and vote. Because there's there's people in the area who may not have just been informed enough about the importance of voting in people in those positions of leadership who are going to protect your rights, who are going to follow the law, the constitution, the people. Um, and we're at a free-for-all right now. You know, I am... Living in the state of, you know, right now Kevin is traveling, and I pray for he and his wife's safety on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's something like we should just only have to pray for their safety to return home. But now I have to think about what if something goes wrong on the highway? Yeah, yeah. you know, like Very much who so. wants to have that feeling? Who wants to grow up with that that trauma? Because now we have to have a different discussion with our children. Why do we or have to even, have those type of discussions, man? I know, or even even the discussion, the whole discussion bothers me, and I and I I struggle this with this with my own sons because I have two little mm-hmm. black boys that I'm raising, and. I, I say, are you telling me in my in my talk in the talk 
where I have to tell him how to in- interact, or both of them, how to interact in the future with police. Right. Are you telling them that I, my son, who I want to be a man, are you telling me for him to lower his eyes and and not stand tall like the man that I'm raising him to be? Just because this person with authority, you know, wants him to bow down to them? Just like how the slave right. holders did the slaves? That's what you're telling mm-hmm. me as a mother to teach my son to do that? That's what you're asking me to do? Oh, just comply. Yep. To me, it reminds me of yep. slavery when the mothers would see the, you know, the husbands and the sons beat to death. And so they would tell their 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 sons and their husbands to be docile just because they mm. would try to protect them from being beat. And I, I struggle with this. How can I teach my son to walk with his head high when you're telling me he has to walk in a world of caution with his head down for his very survival. That's a complex mm. thing to do as a black man. That's a to yes. me that's that's a paradox. Yes. That's another self esteem issue that we have to continue to fight with. That should mm-hmm. not be mm-hmm. an issue. But that is another thing that our black and brown children have to grow up in think about, have to grow up and plan about, have to grow up and understand I may or may not be able to walk to the store by myself anymore. I may or may not be able to go to the playground and play with my friends without being profiled. Yeah. And it's like we're saying the same stuff as if, you know, my grandmother, you know, rest in peace, who fought for those same things. She was involved with the civil rights movement. She was a freedom rapper. And I know she was out there speaking similar things to what we're saying right now. And we're still having these same discussions 50 plus years later. Why? But you know what? But you And I think it's because especially now, and this is what frustrates me. This, this might be controversial. And I, you know, the phone lines are open. I like to hear everybody's opinion on what, what I'm about to say. Why are we still marching? Why? Mm. Why? Why are we still marching? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Can y'all hear me? What's up, Kevin? What's up, Kevin? Go ahead, sir. Let me me tell y'all something. I might be making a lot of noise here, but y'all bear with me. Let me tell you something. If we keep, y'all, you know, I understand you asked why we marching, and and I understand how you're talking about you might have to ask somebody to walk to the store with you, but there's one thing y'all have to recognize and realize. We cannot live our lives of Everything that they're doing right now is a strategic thing to put us back in the mind state, like Jen was mm-hmm. saying, of how mm-hmm. our people had to be at one time because of how uh, slavery was and how uh, uh, barbaric the people that run this country were. Now, the right. biggest difference of those times and right now is the point that I got a 45, I got a 9, you got a 9, everybody got a 9. Mm-hmm. They want to act a fool. You can't be scared. What they say, a man should die on his feet rather than his knees. Until our people realize mm-hmm. that we cannot sit up here and here, sit up here and, and live in fear amongst these people because we know that those that forget the past are condemned to repeat. So let's not talk from a fear standpoint because I ain't no coward. You ain't no coward. Jen ain't no coward. Sure, and we ain't raising no cowards. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, our people need to hear something which, with, with, with some power mm-hmm. behind you know, mm-hmm. uh, we understand the election. We understand politics and all that stuff like that. Al and right. I was talking a couple of days ago, and I truly feel like we're going to have to revert back to 
relying on ourselves. Like uh, yep. like Nell and them people always said, we all we got. Because at the end of the day, we got to do a lot of uh, reforming of our mind state. We got to do a lot of reforming of our people's behaviors. We ain't got to make everybody perfect. But we got to realize, even in the midst of our people, we are our people. And we need to take care yep. of our people. And we can't let these people have us sitting up here living in fear. Period. Period. All these marches, Jen, you, I understand where you're coming from. But if we ain't getting no stuff, substance out of none of this stuff, something, something ain't right. Something ain't right. We got we to gotta have the program. Period. I, I agree Period. with you. I don't think that we should be marching. I mean, you know, that is all well and good. I'm glad people are standing up for their voice. And I, and I think that, you know, their voices are getting heard. But I think that the narrative is getting lost in these marches and is turning around to something that is different. We need to sit down and strategically plan and have leaders strategically plan what we're going to do. Lawyers uh, start suing these people. You touch me, you you violate my rights, you you harass me in any kind of way. I'm mm-hmm. suing you. I don't care if you're penniless. Yep. I'm going to take you to court mm-hmm. and make you miss work and do everything. I'm going to drag you through the mud over some pettiness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. That's what mm-hmm. we need to do. If the police violate, I'm going to sue you for two million, three million, four million dollars. I'm going to wreck your city. And when we start doing that, instead of marching down the street. And, and, and in fact, yep. giving them money because when they are, are arrested, you you have to get bailed mm-hmm. out of jail, and so you're funding the very mm-hmm. system that you're marching against, which is stupid to me. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to have my. I'm going to take my kids out of your school system. I'm going to take my dollars out of your cities. I, yep. I, I think we need those type of plans way more than we mm-hmm. need marches because the marches just keep us docile and keep us, you know thinking that we're getting somewhere and we're just like that hamster just going around the, wheel, the same wheel over and over again, getting nowhere. Yep. Ain't nothing changing. Cause the biggest part of it all is what do they understand more? Economics. When we start mm-hmm. hitting them pockets, they'll change. That's it. They surely will change. And matter of fact, that's, we, it. that's what happened to the Klan. Don't you remember what, there was a black lady, the Klan went, they weren't as big as times. they were because she's, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Kevin. No, no. I'm just saying, like the money in our community need to circulate more than what it's doing right now. We need, we mm-hmm. need education, and and I know Al and I we was talking about it a while ago. Now, some of you grown Negroes that's listening to us right now, y'all just a lost cause. I'm gonna just call it for what I see. Y'all a lost cause. But the only people that we can change is our children. Now, if you want to make a change, you want to be a part of a movement. You want to be a part of not a moment, but a movement that change the course in the history of the black that's community. Right. We got to start with ourselves, and we got to start with these children. And that's real, because the children are going to be the change agents. Um, You know, we have to propel them and give them the tools and knowledge that we know now to make sure that they will be able to put the next 30-plus years um, down the right path. Because, um, I mean, like Whitney said, man, you know, I, I believe our children are our future. And this past week, two black-owned banks just merged together to form a $1 billion lender call, right? How about all of us go get an account for our children with these banks? Better yet, we, we can pull do our that. money out and really go put our money in the bank and stop using the banks that fund the system that, that kills our people. 
it's hard, it's a mm. hard cutoff. I've struggled with, when, when you sent me that article. I struggled with this myself, and I said, should I completely pull out? And it's hard because everything's connected. You got your bills connected. You got everything. I mean, you know, they make everything so convenient for you. But we've got to do it. But we have to have some form of a resource, right? So we can't control the narrative that we are trying to um, reimagine. Um, and as of right now, like, how many resources do we, or can we say we can actually get behind um, to make a bigger change agent? You know, agent. Um, I know we had a discussion the previous week about uh, TV One and them going and getting a billion dollar loan to suffice for all the other money in which the the channel needed and they gave up 40% of their you know like their profits in order to get that you know you know that channel on a station well on television to where your area can subscribe to that particular channel but like we have to find ways or find resources that we can control and we can build on but how can we get there when we necessarily don't own the gas stations we don't own the streets we don't own the you know the lights like but we will get there hey, hey let me let, can i say this am um resources think about what you're saying the main thing mm-hmm. we need is food shelter and water now we can't control the water but we surely can control the shelter we surely can mm-hmm. control the food. There are black farmers out there. Like, if we did put our money into a bank where black farmers can get more belong, we need to get more businesses where we can start our own uh, food, grocery Excellent. stores, mm-hmm. the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you've right. seen the article that we shared on our Facebook page where the family bought 90 acres of land. Let's go buy That's some land. Great. Let's go start putting our own yep. communities together. Now, if you want to try to, if you want to try to really control the narrative of the whole conversation, Everything boils back down to what you just said a second ago, resources. And we have to have yep. those things where we own those resources and the things that we mm-hmm. truly can control. Now, even though I said we can't control water, guess what? We can make a well system. There are so many ways that we can create our own um, means of, of of power and, and, and our own means of not having to rely yep. on the system that, that we're, we're stuck in right now. Yeah, yeah. I agree, and um, and we're definitely getting there. Like we have so many, you know, uh, entrepreneurs out there. We have uh, so many resources, uh, well, online resources now. You know, shop. Uh, we buy black dot com, shop black dot uh, com as well. Um, other websites that provide resources for us that are made by us. We should be more supportive of those resources. We should. Um, make sure that we share those resources with our people who may or may not be aware, which we are doing that on the Middleman platform. You know, we, you know, provided those links to our listeners, but our listeners, we want you all to continue to share that information with your people as well. Um, anything that could be helpful to us. And so, um, and we have to continue to build on what we want. We have to continue to educate our children on, um, like the bigger scheme, the bigger scope of things. Um, instead of, you know, always pushing to go to college, we should help them to understand why they should go instead of telling them to but go. But also, you know, we got the, as yeah. a collective, go ahead. I think that also as a collective, you know, when 
when America dropped a bomb on Japan and when America mm-hmm. went into a cold war with China, they can't fight us, or at the time, they couldn't fight us with weapons, but they could fight us with knowledge. So what they did yep. was think of a way to get together and to crumble us from within and to crumble us from a, um, an education standpoint and to crumble us from uh, a resources standpoint and to take what they had and create an empire. And us, within this system, we need to start working in, in, you know, like you said, if we're sending kids to college and they're learning how to be engineers, they're learning how to be all of these things, we need to have a plan. What are we going to do? Like Kevin said, are we going to start opening cities? Are we going to have businesses? What are we going to do to attack the system that for so long has mm-hmm. raped us and abused us for so many things yep. instead of just waiting for them to be better? We need to be more offensive. Yeah. Instead of defensive. Um, and definitely during this time that we have now, you know, um, as you all have seen, there have been a lot of schools who have reopened um, for in-person instruction. Several colleges and universities have opened open for in-person instru- uh, instruction. And we have seen positive cases of COVID-19. Um, virtual learning is where it's going to have to be at for right now. We can do virtual learning. This is a time in which we can be as creative as possible to ensure that we are progressing towards the greater good. Like, we know how to do the old way, right? We know how to do the traditional way of teaching. Um, Our kids are intelligent enough to be able to use a device at age two. Um, We have to program our devices to act a certain way now. And that could be another job career for our children to program devices that work for educational uses. That's another job out there, right? So with with sports, and I know we have student athletes, um, and Jen, I know you have two little boys, you know, that may be interested in playing sports in the future. Do you feel like the old way of doing things will return as far as being a student athlete, being a student of the arts, because being a student of the arts is uh, being a part of band, being a part of theater, being a part of um, a, a traditional art setting. Um, do you feel like that style or that approach to the arts will, will change? I think so, but I also think it's up to you know the parents to expose your kids to different type of things. So. I have one child that is real athletically inclined, and I have another one that's athletically inclined but doesn't care for sports as much. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, we had a talk the other day. He really likes Minecraft. And, you know, I was like, well, do you know what Minecraft really is? It's, it's really being an architect. It's being a builder. And we talked about what an architect is. And we talked about Benjamin Banneker. And we talked about building cities. And, like, that's somebody's really right. real job. You know, and I think that exposing your children to they don't have to be the traditional um, Mm -hmm. superstar basketball or movie star to be cool. There are a lot of cool things that you think is cool and that people do every day to make this world go around. Uh, And giving those examples is incumbent upon us 
as parents to show them. But I think when you're talking about virtual school, one thing that really, really um, was enlightening is, is my children are in virtual school. Um, if I wasn't as savvy as I was on the computer, I don't know if my kids would do well in virtual school, which made me fear for parents that may not be technical or you know savvy or anything like that. And they may not be able to help their children as much. And, and that was really concerning to me um, because it's kind of like, here's the work, here you go out there. And my son's eight. He can't do it by himself. Um, so right. I, I worry about that, especially for our children of color. Yeah. Um, you know, because of, we have to look at the economic status as well, too, right? Um you know, I work in an area in which um, the economic status of, you know, black and brown children is, you know, very low. Um, the lack of resources is a high need, you know, like, um, you know, just to even have the basic level of Internet, um, you know, a lot of our black and brown children could not afford. And so luckily, um, Comcast was able to um, provide that resource in this particular area. But I read an article this past week where there are areas over in California and Silicon Valley where those children do not even have access to free internet. They have to go to like McDonald's or, you know, the library where there is, you know, internet access if it's open um, to just to just even do their schoolwork. But Silicon Valley, you know, that doesn't even make sense. Like to me in my mind, I would think that, you know, those companies would, you know, take on this particular task and build up the next generation of workers in the in the Silicon Valley. But nobody is saying anything. Um, and so, like, I keep going back to this word resources, resources. And, you know, I do I, feel like. Go ahead, Kevin. Um. I know you was going to say with resources. The children are the resource, but <laughs> goes back to yeah. again to what I was saying there. Silicon Valley, we should create our own. We got enough people that's pumping out enough stuff around this planet uh, to, to create an environment that we don't have to worry about going to Silicon Valley. We are Silicon Valley. That's what we need to be shooting towards. Now, how do we get there? As Jan stated earlier, we definitely have to start creating programs, putting finances into the right situation and position mm-hmm. for these different schools. Uh, I, I know like you have some charter schools that you know, they're not publicly funded but right. um, you could probably correct me on this, Al, but isn't there a way to uh, steer that funding or even if we had a situation where we do public funding or crowdfunding and create our own facilities mm-hmm. in these cities with these mm-hmm. abandoned Walmarts and warehouses and start our own system right. of uh, uh, teaching kids uh, uh, programming and, and and data entry or whatever whatever we need to teach them to create our situation. And I agree, but the thing about it, Kevin, is is like you know I'm a, I'm gonna push back because we got these multi million dollar companies in every state, right? And they always want people to you know of course in order for those companies to continue to build their web, they have to have workers. But you are not doing anything to get the next group of workers. 
You're not putting anything in place for the next group of workers. You're not uh, providing resources for those families who work for your company. Like, I don't, like, to me, it's common sense. It's just common sense, Kevin. But I, no, I don't. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I don't disagree with what you're saying. The key word you just said to me was workers. Why do we always have to create workers for them? That's real. You understand what I'm saying? Why are we mm-hmm. creating workers for them? Why we're we not creating a whole plethora of of, of, of owners on our end? The advancement, mm-hmm. even though, even though you know, with, with Wakanda, even though it's a fictional place, why can't we have our own Wakanda here in America or in Africa or some different places? Where the technological advances were made by people that look like you and I, and we right. we've been we've been teaching them from that young age. Every time we go to somebody, well, they're making all this money. We should get a handout from them. Yeah, they do owe us, but we owe ourselves the dignity of not always asking for a handout. Not saying that it's a, a handout. handout, but at the same time, no. it's still a handout. And you know what, Kevin, you're so right because I don't know whoever if you ever watched that um what's that movie about how Facebook was created. But anyway, if you saw that social mm-hmm. networking, whatever it's called. So yeah. it, it showed it really highlighted to me that what stood out to me was kids at Harvard, they teach those kids to open the day they walk in there, it doesn't yep. matter if they graduate yep. I mean, or not. Mm-hmm. The day they walk in there, That's they right. teach them you should be striving to open up your own business. You should be striving right. to do your own thing. They don't teach them to go work for someone else. They teach them to create a new space or to create, or even if they work for someone mm-hmm. else, to be in, um, to be inventive enough um, or innovative, excuse me, enough to go in and create something new, a new want, a new need, a new trend. That's what they're taught right. day one. And we need to start teaching our children the same. You know, we need to start teaching, but we teach them you go to school, you go and get a great job at a great company, right. and you become the worker. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you can mm-hmm. invent, you know, that's what I was telling Chase, like, you like Minecraft? You can learn how to invent your own video game. You don't have to play their video game. You can create your own video game. Um, there's, there's different things that you can do um, in, in order to, to grow. That is correct. And it's all about presentation. It's all about how you present it to them. Um, it's all about uh, um, letting them know the ins and outs, the background um, of how things come to be. Um, and those are you. You're exactly right, Jen. Like we have to teach those skill sets because if they understand those skill sets at a younger age, meaning that I can find a way to own my own company doing this. Or I can find a way to create something that will benefit, you know, all mankind by doing this. Like, we have to present it that way. We have to, you know, tell them, that okay, well, this is how this was started, but Damn. go here to find more information. Like, we have to give them that. Damn. Rick, if, hmm? I'm on my soapbox today. I don't want our kids to create <laughs> nothing for all mankind. I want our kids to create something for black kind. How about that? And that might not come across not like I'm on one right now. I'm tired. But that's not being in harmony with the universe, bro. That's not being in harmony with the okay, universe. Okay, okay. Think about what I'm about to say. When we do invent something, <laughs> I agree it, with and you. it's for us, I agree. everybody else yes, benefits from correct. it. So that's in harmony correct. with the universe. <laughs> no, not the benefit part of it. Not the benefit part of it. <laughs> you know, 
But yes, we do create a things benefit, that, that is made for us, but other people like to use it too. Uh, we got a caller that want to get in on the conversation. Right. I think it's our guy Smitty from Arizona. Smitty, you're not live with the little man. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, brother? Man, I say it's so hot and fin I fed the birds some bread and they grabbed the bread and hopped under the car to get some shade. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> man. Couple, I saw this time, right? Y'all talking, right? And you guys are right. But here's the other thing that I think people miss out on. is that we can tell our kids everything, but they mm-hmm. have to see it also. Because, uh, and see the benefits. But also those benefits right. like money as well, funding. Because mm-hmm. I always use the guy who ran Star Chipotle. His dad loaned him like about seventy, eighty thousand dollars to get off the ground. Our parents didn't have that, and we know why. That's a whole different show. And I think the part where many times we miss is the funding aspect of things, the financial aspect of it, because a lot right. of us have kid coming up, kids have great ideas, but they had the funding to really capitalize on that. But I think mm-hmm. sometimes our parents, you know, being from the south, our parents was like when I joined the military. It was like, one, because I had no other option. That's why black folks joined the military. But uh, <laughs> but they say you get out, you get a good job at the post office, police department, whatever like right. that, or government jobs. But the government jobs are pretty swallowed up. Uh, you know, and a lot of times they ain't hiring Americans for those. And they're like firefighters, police officers. There's a waiting list. And plus I had screws in each mm. ankle, so I was out on that. And then the post office was yeah. going on there. So those type of jobs, they say that that worked in the 80s, weren't going to work in 2014 when I got discharged, medically discharged. Mm. And so so sometimes I think what happens is, is that we got to tell our kids, I don't have kids, maybe I'll have an accident and have one one day. But, you know, the thing is, is that <laughs> we have to tell, it's not about, in society, not about what you want to do, it's about what you got to do. And industry Man. changed. Because when I was in, because I'm studying for IT, sir, I'm going to take my Security Plus certification in like two months. Uh, when school had opened back up, I wasn't thinking about that four or five years ago. But think, I had an HR degree, so I could become a recruiter on my own recruiting firm. Then you realize these companies hire from within. <laughs> and, yep. And, yep. So, and so, but they don't tell you that. And But sometimes we have to learn for ourselves. And that's the thing that we can pass on to our young people. Where hey, these jobs they hire from within. If you get the job anyway, but something like an mm-hmm. IT, they need those. You can do those. Work from the house. See those benefits. Truck driving, things like like a lot of women I've dated gone built nurses. All kind of things that may have changed right. since we were kids. And even like say the mm-hmm. business owners, so I, like we're all about the same age. They when I got, got ready out of high school. They cut a lot of the trade out, like the trade class, the workshop class, and they stuff did. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can So if you don't touch it, feel it, you know, or your daddy didn't do that. My daddy was a welder, but he worked at a plant called Ring. <laughs> you know, and I didn't right. really know my Ring in Montgomery. I couldn't go with my dad to check that stuff out, but my dad was a mechanic. It mm-hmm. might have been different. But so I think like having those come back, kids, young boys, to see that. Or girls like the nurses, but a lot of sisters in nursing, and but they can have mentors, people who can show them the game of how to get what you need to do. Same with IT, because the instructor I took, 
He was black. He's black. And I'm doing mm. an internship through his comp security too. company. Yeah, but he taught mm. me how to put me on game. This is what you need to do to get in the field. That's all you need. We don't get yep. this. So now what I'm doing is like, even my nephews, they want to go into tech. But like, young brothers I know. I say, this is all you need to do. Here's some sites. Here's some books. Things that you need to do to get put in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so put yeah. you on it so we learn from it. And I think maybe we don't have the most money in the world, but at least being honest with people say you can't do everything you want. You got to do what you got to do. But these are some things mm-hmm. that you can do to make that bread so you can do what you want to do. Right. And I agree, uh, Smitty, definitely with you know the standpoint of uh, showing them exactly you know how to do a particular job. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, no, I, I, man, Smitty, you, you always dropping bombs. One thing I want to address also with the elephant in the room is black people don't trust black people when it comes to money. Yeah. Some blacks don't trust yes. some black people when it comes to money. And the main thing, mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is uh, it goes back to funding and, and, and starting all the things that we would like to fund. As much money as people in our community blow on a weekly basis, imagine yes. if imagine if we were able to put back $5 per person towards uh, uh, something like a school for our community. That's Imagine real. if we That's were real. able to do that. But the thing what yep. we would mm-hmm. have the problem is, I don't know what they're going to do with the money, so I ain't giving them nothing. Right. We can start our own trade How school. You're right. They back. did cut a lot of mm-hmm. trades out. Yeah, they, I mean, tech, mm-hmm. we, I mean, we're so behind on every aspect of things that would advance our community. One other thing, too, we need to get back to learning how to build houses. That's a necessity. We need to learn how to get back to farming. That's a necessity. Yep. The things that are a necessity yep. we need to know in technology is a necessity now. You cannot even get – you can't get anywhere – you can't get anywhere in this world without having some form of fashion technology under your belt or no – like Jen said, you got to be a little bit savvy with it. Even in our communities, uh, they used to have centers that people can go learn how to use the computer. They don't have mm-hmm. that anymore because mm-hmm. the funding got cut. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if they don't want to yep. give it to us, let's make our own way, number one. That's right. Number two, let's create our own way. Not just make. When I say make, I'm talking about, man, no matter what, we need to make it happen. And when I say create, I'm talking about if it ain't nothing there, we need to make it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know one thing? You were saying it made me think, right? And I'm sorry, I still hate I still hate Ken's basketball team. The Celtics stink, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a Bulls fan. I can't talk, but uh, <laughs> but y'all probably build stuff like with IT, right? Like, comp, like many of certifications go through CompTIA or Cisco, right? Uh, or like you got your Microsoft stuff. It take it's like the investment part is getting the building, the brick and mortar building to rent right. and also the software the computers and the and like the uh you know and the routers and switches from the Cisco and everything like that to get it going. That's the initial investment. Then after that, you can charge for the boot camps and the classes. You can get come to you to make make you certified mm-hmm. you can get those tests those tests and stuff. And that you can hire and you can hire and start this on contract for two or three weeks, however long the curriculum is. And so I think stuff like that, like your Kev was talking about could be feasible or even like a cult like maybe like a culinary school or something like that ain't that ain't what, what's, the, yeah. what's the big one i forget what, what it is i forgot the big one is but uh, they, they you see online they, they, they rate people for money 
stuff like that that maybe at least yeah, get some kind of knowledge in there. Yeah, you talking about quarter on blue? Yeah, 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 and and I I just think that with stuff like that, it takes initial investment. It may not be big and sparkly, but it's ours. The schoolhouse I've gone to for mine, it's not some big immaculate building. It's a regular office building where you got your couple of rooms in there with computers in there, and uh, and other businesses rent the rent rooms out for doing doing a training session, uh, yeah. like for your PMP, your project management stuff like that. So that's money in that also. And uh, and so I just think that things evolve. And sometimes we may not be able to listen to our parents. Our parents meant well. Excuse me. They want us to do what they meant well. But times have changed. Can I say this real times quick? Times have changed. My dad, my, mm-hmm. dad, my dad was a welder for like almost 40 years, right? Same company. Never had to look for a job. I said, Dad, you never had me look for a job for 40, nearly 40 years. You had worked at the same company. Nobody's going to do that anymore. Even the NBA cats ain't going to stay on the same team. People are going to move around, get let go. Yeah. And things have changed. And I'm not saying my dad didn't mean well, but it just changed from the reality that he was in. And sometimes we can use LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube to right. find people. Because there are so many avenues of people wanting to help you out. And I tell you all this. A simple buying someone lunch, a mentor, he could soak up so much game. Mm-hmm. Or a cup of coffee mm-hmm. or something. Make it worth their time. You're not asking them for anything, you're asking them for like 20 minutes, an hour of their time at lunch. And you pay for it, you bring your notepad, you get put on game. And a lot of people are willing to help you out. But hey, you guys have a great day, man. You guys keep up that great work, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. I appreciate it. You know, he said some, something really powerful. You know, one thing that I did uh, and um, a part of my negotiation for, like, my raise is was I, I asked for a mentor. I asked for a mentor, uh, and right. the mentor that I, I picked out was a, a black guy, um, and they paid for it. it. It was part of my raise negotiation. You just have to ask for it and see if they give it to you, and I learn a lot from him. We talk every single week. We talk about business. We talk about life. We talk about, you know, how I think about business. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it's been really, really helpful. And so, you know, if you're in a position and you want to change yourself, don't be afraid to go out there and use LinkedIn and ask someone, hey, you know, can I have a moment of your time? Can I talk to you? You never know that person who might be willing to reach out and be that mentor. And then sometimes you have to pay for that knowledge and, and sometimes your company will, will do it. That's real. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something in which, you know, um, and I think Smitty was alluding to that, you know, like that mentorship, that, that guidance you know, to help you get or learn more of those skill sets and what you may need um, to get to the level in which you want to be. Um, we have to utilize our people. We have to utilize, you know, um, our resources of um, people in our families, our friends that may could, you know, provide us with that information. But like Jen said, there are other ways to find, um, you know, professional mentorship that's out there. And, you know, we have to utilize that. Um also, too, I wanted to bring up um, 65 days until the election. Um, definitely want to make sure everybody is um, staying in tune to what's going on politically. 
in your local area, also nationally. Um, we have 65 more days. I mean, what are your thoughts, Jan? Like, Kev, you know, um, it's around the corner. We've been kind of sort of counting these days down, but what are your thoughts on the next 65 days? Man, it's going to be crazy because they already got them crazy ads on TV already. I'm waiting for the first debate. Uh, I want to see how Joe Biden going to do on this debate. I want to see how Trump's mm-hmm. going to do on this debate. I want to see both of them. They're advising uh, him and, not to do it. Did you know that? They're advising Biden yeah, not, they to, are. not to debate him. Uh, yeah, because it's going to be uh, it's going to probably be one-sided because you got, like you said, you got a showman against a person that's not a showman. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it in a nice way. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I just really want to see how he conducts himself because other than that, Trump, He's already got himself set up. He got these people already rabid. And there's a, right. a high probability that this guy may win the next election that's coming up. There's a high probability. That don't mean that we don't go out and, and try to vote and do what we need to do. Uh, but at the end of the day, this guy, I mean, like you said, Jen, he put, he, he's a showman. But it, he's very counterproductive for our people. And I say it like that. Oh, yeah. He is. But I tell yeah. you what, if he loses, it's going to be bad either way, too. If he loses, there's some crazy people. I am scared. If he loses, there are some crazy nut jobs in this country that are going to lose it if he if he doesn't win. And I'm scared that way. And another thing, like I said earlier, the Democratic Party, they need to come out and they need to put their big pants on and they need to jack it up and they need to come on with it because Trump – He's a dirty player. He's got cards up under the table. He's got tricks mm-hmm. up under his hat. He, that's yep. why they're advising Joe Biden not to have a debate with him. Trump is going to go mm-hmm. for the jugular. If, I don't know if you noticed during the um, um, RNC, he alluded that Joe Biden was a child molester. So, you know, mm. it's all kind of like craziness. Uh, so That's just to change the narrative from him. But go ahead, Kevin. No, yeah, even if even if he tried to play that role, I don't care. The Democrats better learn how to play dirty because they got pictures yeah. of Trump sitting up and kissing on his daughter, to. kissing on other little girls. They're going to have to yeah. play. If you want to play that game, to. our politics ain't never – when they elected this fool, our politics has changed tremendously. So our politics ain't going to never be the same. They've opened up that Pandora box. It is gone. And another thing, too, we got to be careful of, that dude is a fashion. I'm talking about Trump. This fool is already talking about 12 more years. What? I mean, dude, yep. 12 mm-hmm. more years. He got these people at his rally shouting 12 more years. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Mm-hmm. First of all, he mm-hmm. had a political rally at the White House, which has never been done. Because the White House is a place for government, and it's supposed to be off limits. And he Neutral. crosses so many lines. that, And he's just like, I don't care. He's like, you know, I seen a meme a long time ago. He's like, Shug Knight in death row. Like that's how that's he it. runs our government, and and if they if you want to be tonight, you got to get down on tonight level. He is running it like a mob. Okay, he is the mob boss, and he got his little peons working for him. They got the whole like, and that's how he has been running everything that he has touched his family in general. There's evidence of that. Um, and to also, too, Jed, like, even if he loses, I still feel like, you know, there will be rides as well, too. Because um, it can go both ways. If he wins, people are going to ride. If he loses, people are going to ride. 
Um, and I do feel like we have to make sure that we are prepared. Um, and, uh, man, like, we got to get out and vote, man. But, like, I, I also have to think about the Electoral College. We also have to think about that. And so um, until until that is removed, I don't know what to say about the elections. I mean, yes, the popular vote does say, but the popular vote does not always decide. And we've seen it. Well, I think it's going to be dragged through the courts because he's already positioning himself in a way Mm -hmm. that if he loses, he's going to fight it in court because he says it's fraudulent. Uh, And, you know, this happened between Al Gore and George W. Bush. That's right. And Al Gore Mm -hmm. had enough class just to say, for the good of the country, I'm not going to fight it any longer. You can have it. But Al Gore didn't win the presidency. This president, he doesn't have any class. He's going to drag it out. They're going to have to physically remove him from the White House. It's going to be an ugly, ugly thing. I think that it will send us. We're already in a cold civil war. Uh, and it might spark mm. more violence in the streets. I, I think that we should be prepared. I think, uh, you know, I don't want to be an extremist, but I think you should prepare your household, yourself. Yeah. I think that you should be cautious. I think people should be thinking about this and not caught off guard if something was to happen. I agree. Um, it's great especially us living in the South. Yes. Oh, man, yes. Yes. Um, great discussion today. We definitely want to thank all our callers and listeners who tuned into the Middleman Talk Show today. Um, definitely check us out on Facebook, the Middleman Talk Show. Like our page, join our group where you can get updates on what we are talking about during the week, and also updates on what we're going to do next for our upcoming show every Sunday at 6 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Um, Tell a friend to tell a friend. We definitely want you guys to support black media. There are a lot of black uh, podcasts, uh, news shows out there that are giving you guys this information, having these discussions for our community um, that you can go and listen to. Um, definitely add us to your podcast at We Are On um, all mediums of listening to radio. Um, and check us out, man. Definitely support us. Tell us what you think about our show, like our page. Um, any last words, Jim, man? Positivity. That's my last word. Everyone keep your head up. You know, I know that it just seems like this year is hard, but we're going to get through it. You know, we yeah. always get through it. And so um, we only have, good thing is, we only have half of the year left. All right, man. Well, we'll see you guys next Sunday, same time, same middleman radio, same middleman talk show. Hopefully we have the four amigos on this week uh, for another exciting show. Uh, Appreciate you guys for tuning in, and we're out. Bye, everybody.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.